Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone. Ian McMillan here from BetSided and FanSided, joined by an extremely special guest, two-time Super Bowl-winning quarterback, Eli Manning, a New York Giants legend, which actually, Eli, leads me to my very first question here right off the top. Uh, I need to get some kind of comment on the Empire State Building turning their lights to green and white last night after the Eagles won the NFC Championship. Any comment on that? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for you know good sportsmanship and telling someone good game or, or recognizing a good product and 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 you know you know saying hey good job congratulations. But I don't know about like going way way out of my way to to you know congratulate someone on something might be a little extreme. So uh, I can, I can understand uh, the, the New York, New Yorkers response and, and not liking this just because of the rivalry between New York and Philadelphia and the giants and the Eagles. And uh, it was, it was tough to see that. Yeah. A lot of New Yorkers very upset about that yesterday. Uh, you are partnered with Quaker, the official oatmeal sponsor of the NFL. We are going to get into that in just a few minutes, but I do have a couple more questions I want to throw your way. One specifically that relates to the NFC championship uh, game yesterday. Um, the third quarterback rule. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Cause this was something that existed from 91 up until 2010, where teams were allowed to dress an emergency third quarterback quarterback that didn't count against the team's uh, dressed player limit for the game. They got rid of that rule in 2011. Teams could uh, then dress 46 players, but as we're seeing, teams are still mostly just dressing two quarterbacks. And what happens uh, is if two quarterbacks go down, they don't really have anywhere else to go. Uh, and unfortunately, this happened in the NFC Championship game. Uh, Brock Purdy goes down, Josh Johnson goes down, and then they have to bring Brock Purdy in who can't throw the football and they just have to run the ball the rest of the game. Do you think the NFL should bring back the third quarterback rule and kind of just, what's your general thought about that? Yeah. I mean, obviously it's a tough situation. You don't, you don't, you never assume, you know, that you're going to lose two quarterbacks uh, in a game. It doesn't, it does not happen uh, very often. It's unfortunate that it happens in a, in a championship game, but it's, I mean, it's not a bad idea just to, just to pursue just so you have that this quarterback who can still throw it can somewhat run the offense can give you a chance just to come in so it you know so you're not you just don't have another option and you have to play a quarterback who's hurt and cannot cannot throw it is is not a good situation so I think it's it's something to look at just to have that that third quarterback that doesn't count um you know, uh, against the, uh, against the, uh, you know, 46 guys or the 53 man roster. So you can have them, have them on there and, and is prepared to play in case, uh, in case of that scenario. Yeah. I don't know if you're a hockey guy at all, Eli, but in, in the NHL, they have an emergency backup goaltender at, in, at each arena that can play for either team. Don't think that would work with a quarterback though. I think quarterbacks got to know the playbook, but uh, yeah, I, I think they should uh, re-implement that rule, especially in an FC championship game. Hate to see that happen. Um, I do need your pick for the Super Bowl. Uh, now I am a betting man, Eli, the Eagles, uh, if you didn't know two and a half point favorites in the Super Bowl over the chiefs is where the betting line is as of right now. 
so not only do I want your pick to win, but let's let's talk about the spread. Can the Eagles cover that spread? Uh, and I'm going to ask you to try to uh, take your New York Giants bias out of the equation. What, what's your pick for the Super Bowl? You know, it's, it's hard to take the bias out of there. That's why I was really bad at fantasy football my first right. couple of years, uh, just because I'd pick, you know, guys that I like and players and New York Giants players and, and that's not how, how it should be done. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, I think, um, you know, I got, got a lot of respect for both teams. I think it's the two best teams in the NFL right now playing in this game. Uh, the Eagles have been good all year long. They look great these last two weeks and through the season. They're running the football well. Their defense is is is, is just, you know, destroying people. And so they're playing great football. I think Kansas City, uh, obviously with Mahomes, I think is special. He, he just he, he gives the team so much confidence that they're going to find a way. Andy Reid's so creative, has such, such a great track record of being successful and has won championships. Steve Spagnola, defense coordinator, won championships with him. So I think this the fact that they've been in this situation and played in these big games before does give them a a, a better chance of, of winning them. So I guess if I had to pick a team, I'm I'm going with uh, going with the Chiefs. Now I mentioned the betting line for the game. Obviously, sports betting has exploded over the past few years. But when you were playing in the NFL, were you ever aware of what the betting odds were or what the point spread were was ahead of any game that you played? No, I never never looked at it. Uh, you know, for, for me, it was just, you know, I, I looked at the defense and scheme and, you know, what plays we're going to run. And, and that's all I cared about. And so I'm still not very good at, at that part of, of, uh, of football. I just try to think, Hey, you know, matchups and personnel and, and styles and defensive coordinators and how that all goes into who I think is going to win the game. Now, with that being said, maybe I'm curious if you ever looked back, obviously you're big, your first Super Bowl went over the undefeated Patriots. Are you aware what the point spread was in that game? Do you know how just big of an underdog you guys 12. were? Was it 12? I, I think I have heard that since, uh, that it was uh, maybe one of the bigger bigger spreads yeah. in a game, So, which makes it, I guess, a bigger, a big upset, right? Yeah, around, yeah, 12, 12 and a half points. Underdogs in the second Super Bowl win only two and a half points. That so was a spread for the second, uh, second Super Bowl win. But yeah, 12, 12 and a half points was around the point spread for the Super Bowl win. Uh, what are your uh, general thoughts on the Giants heading into next year? Obviously, a uh, very successful season this year. Uh, made the playoffs, won a playoff game. What are your thoughts on the Giants in general? What do they need to do to take a step forward next year? Well, I think this offseason is big. Obviously, they got a they got a, a couple of their own guys um, that are that are up uh, that they got to look at signing back and and keeping those core guys. But you know, also need to make um, some splash in free agency or in the draft and do well in those deals and get a couple of key players that can come in and make uh, immediate immediate impact on the team but I thought they played really well this year they they, they kept games close they were able to you know, make you know fourth quarter comebacks which is that's what you want from a team that they don't get down they don't get overwhelmed by the situation and they can fire and play their best football um at the end of games and in, in, in clutch situations so that was great to see I thought Daniel Jones played his best game of the entire season in the playoffs so it's great that you know, you have a quarterback that can you know, rise to the occasion and play great there. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about the future. I think the longer these guys stay within the offense and they keep the same same coaches and same core of guys, the better off they can be. And they'll continue to just learn how to how to play better and, and, and go deeper into the playoffs. 
Speaking of Daniel Jones, uh, this was obviously his most successful season to date. Did you see something that he changed or something he did differently this past season that led to his uh, improved success? Well, I mean, I just saw just saw the play, and I thought he he just played really smart, protected the football when when taking sacks, when running, uh, made great decisions. They did a good job of scheming stuff, giving him outside his ability to run with the football and and make reads and, and get outside. Uh, him and, 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 you know, a couple of games, he was the leading rusher. And, and so just the you know, ability to just move him around and be really creative with the offense to get guys open was, was fun to watch. And so I think he'll continue to grow. And, you know, as he gets you know, more, more comfortable with this offense, he has a full off season to work with receivers and, and work on some fine tuning of things, of plays he, they, that they know they're going to run to get even better at them and just making better decisions on, on certain situations where, hey, this play doesn't have a chance to be success. Where's my check down? How can I get three or four yards instead of taking a sack or throwing it away? So it's all about just playing that much faster on, on a couple things, which he'll grow and get better at that, uh, the more comfortable he just continues to get within the offense. Uh, now, at the start of the interview, I did bring up that you are partnered with Quaker, the official, the official oatmeal sponsor of the NFL. Tell me about your partnership with them. Yeah, excited to partner with Quaker to invite fans to share how they pre-grain before the big game um, for a chance to attend next year's Super Bowl. So uh, to enter the contest, fans can go to TikTok and follow at Quaker, and they can upload their own pre-grain video to share um, you know, how they prepare for the game with Quaker Oats. And they can use the caption, uh, hashtag Quaker pre-grain, hashtag entry. And you can upload those. Uh, starting today until February 12th, which is Super Bowl Sunday. So create a fun, uh, interesting, creative uh, video, upload it to TikTok, and you got a chance to go to the Super Bowl next year. There you go. Perfect. Thank you very much. So, yeah, viewers, head over to at Quaker on TikTok uh, to find out more about that. Thank you so much, Eli. I really appreciate you taking the time. Take care. Thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.